Welcome to a bonus episode of Dragon Talk, everybody. Bonus! This is crazy. Must be a special occasion. It's extremely special, for we are speaking to Christian Nairn, otherwise known as uh, Hodor from Game of Thrones. Oh my god, I don't think I can do this. I can, it's, it's amazing. We are going to... like, uh, this is a little too much for me. <laughs> we are going to be presenting them, uh, playing together with many of his uh, former Game of Thrones cast members uh, during D&D Live 2020, Roll with Advantage. They are playing together at noon Pacific time on Saturday, June 20th. You can watch it on twitch.tv slash DD as well as our YouTube channel and many others uh, who will be uh, presenting this, I'm sure, as more attention comes from the interwebs uh, to watch this amazing cast, including Christian, uh, but also Ewan, uh, uh, I always pronounce the name wrong, uh, Rian, uh, other, uh, who played um, Ramsey Bolton, Natalia Tenna, who played Osha, Daniel Portman, who played Podrick, and Gemma Whelan, who played Yara Greyjoy. Uh, so this is going to be very exciting. It's so good. Uh, this Kate is Welch, amazing. This is truly amazing. I know. It is Kate. truly amazing. I know Kate, I, I share Kate Welch's, uh, uh, you know, excitement and freak out nature uh, when she uh, recorded her interview talking about what it's like to, uh, to Dungeon Master for this group of amazing performers. Seriously, that's not intimidating at all. But it seems like our uh, esteemed dungeon masters just sort of relish the opportunity to to play the role of dungeon master, and they don't care who they're playing with. They're just they're in it to win it. They're ready. Damn, that's impressive. (laughs) It is impressive. We have really uh, you know not only is this uh, a Game of Thrones game uh, which we are calling D and D's Cast of Thrones. Uh, get together, but there is also uh, Jeremy Crawford playing with WWE superstars. There is Chris Perkins dungeon mastering two games, uh, one for a group uh, that is in support, uh, as the entire uh, event is, uh, in support of Red Nose Day, uh, and uh, a Lost Odyssey Heroes game with performers who have uh, appeared in superhero movies over the last few years. Uh, so that's all really exciting. The schedule is all on DungeonsAndDragons.com as well as um, uh, promoted on all of our social medias. Um, and there's also a fun thing happening on uh, Reality RP, which you can find out going on our Instagram during D&D Live as well. It all starts on June 18th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. We want you to tune in and find out some uh, amazing, unique gameplay that will start off the game, uh, start off the festivities, and then at twelve noon Pacific time, there will be our announcement of what the new adventure coming from the Dungeons and Dragons team will be uh, published on uh, in September of this year. So, very exciting stuff. It's all in that theme, and we can't wait for you to celebrate the Dungeons and Dragons community, raise money for a good cause with Red Nose Day, uh, and um, get to play some fun stuff. Yes. I get to watch yes. some fun stuff. I'm excited because a lot of these people have not played D&D before. And it's just it's I'm just excited to to watch them discover what the game is. They will have that moment in the game where it's just going to click for them and it's going to just it's it's going to be magic and I'm excited. I'm I'm going to just be totally tuned in all weekend um no plans other than just to sit in front of my computer. For hours. And, uh, sip and some make wine, a perhaps. bunch of donations to Red Nose Day. Or some mead. Perhaps you yeah, should sip some mead. Sip some wine. <laughs> Good stuff. All yes, right. Well, we, uh, we don't have a segment today because we want to get right to our interview uh, with Christian Nyarn. Uh, and so let's do that. Let's get it going and uh, hear what he has to say about Dungeons and Dragons, what it's like going to be able to play with some of his uh, former castmates. Uh, and uh, any other fun professional things he's got going on, including DJing uh, around the globe. Welcome, Christian Nairn, to Dragon Talk, everybody! Yay! <laughs> hey, guys. This is, How are you doing? I am Good. excited How are you? about this. I am splendid. Splendid, thank you. Yeah, not too bad. We are excited about you uh, playing Dungeons & Dragons for uh, D&D Live 2020. Uh, that's coming mm-hmm. up in, uh, gosh, a week from tomorrow uh, as we record this. Wow, that's soon. 
kind like, of flew wait. in. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and people know you, uh, you know, for many different reasons, but one of the most common, at least for Dungeons and Dragons fans, might be for uh, playing uh, Hodor in Game of Thrones, and you'll be playing a lot with your, your cast members. Uh, so that's, that's right. exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's like, I definitely haven't played Dungeons and Dragons with them before. And I'm not sure of their level of level of knowledge on the, in, in, in the area, but I would like to think that my, my nerd points might be pretty high compared to them. I think so. I feel like <laughs> so you'll be able to school them. Pick it up just fine. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's definitely been familiar with the. I mean, I used to read the books when I was a kid, and you know, the books that you sort of you make choices in, mm-hmm. and I love those books. I, I love sort of fantasy books where you choose what way your character goes, and um, super nerdy like. But I love that, and yeah, you, you choose the outcome and you get a different ending. And I, even when I was a kid, I used to do that. Um, I never had enough friends to play Dungeons and Dragons with, so. <laughs> me neither. Me neither. I mean, <laughs> ones that played. <laughs> I mean, I never had enough friends who were into it. I mean, until the advent of the internet, um, I really was the only sort of nerdy person in my group of friends. Me too. So, um, yeah, I used to talk to them about Space Marines and Warhammer, and they'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, kids these days don't know how lucky they are. There's like D and D clubs at their schools now. Like there's you know wait lists for kids to be able to play D and D. They have no idea what it was like to want to play and not and be school. able. School. Are you serious? It's yeah. actually that is amazing. Oh yes. Yeah. After school clubs. <laughs> lunchtime clubs. It's, it's very different from when it no. was in the '80s, where it was uh, you know discouraged by authorities. But now uh, it seems like schools are adopting it because of all the. Uh, amazing things that it teaches, uh, kind of without even realizing that kids are learning about how to work together as groups and you know uh, respecting people with different backgrounds and skill sets in order to have a common goal. Like it, it almost uh, uh, it brings people more together than than ever before. Well, I have to say um, a little story. Uh, a very good friend of mine who I hope is not watching this. He occasionally watches my stuff, very occasionally. And I'm sorry, Sean. Sorry, um, Sean. He. Um, was a super good WoW player and he was like the guild's main tank and um, he used the fact that he was raid leader on his uh, job inter- uh, job application for him and I know that's been, oh been people have talked about that as like a like an urban legend but he really did do it um, and uh, I don't think it went too well <laughs> I was just going to say did he get the job or not did he at least get, <laughs> the, did he get an interview because I would love to like it, he, he did, and he got to try and explain it, and that's where I would love to be a fly on the wall. Oh yeah, it's, it's like yeah, and you tell these guys when to hit, and then <laughs> DPS, yeah, go, <laughs> and they'd be like, what? <laughs> no, I just no wanted well. to do some filing. <laughs> you know, I don't feel like we are too far off in a world where you could put dungeon master on your. Resume and somebody would be like, "Oh, okay, so that means you're good with people. You're good at multitasking. You're good at, at crafting a narrative. Like you, you, you can read a room, and and you're you're able to work with multiple different with different types of personalities. I don't. I think that I could see that as being. Because there's a, no small task, and like what kind of that's an amazing letterhead as well. I mean, you actually could put Dungeon Master as your title yes. instead of Mister or Mrs. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. D- DM Nairn. That would instead of an MD DM at the Nairn. end, I'm put a DM. Quite happy with that. I like it. <laughs> so, what is your? What is your? I know you haven't played D and D, but you've been kind mm-hmm. of involved in the world um, through friends that have played. So you're not completely foreign yeah. to like. I, I, you know, I, I played it at conventions before, like do you know, like games amongst guests, and I never really, obviously you're you're in front of a, of a massive crowd there, and you're not really sucking up as much as you really should, um, but the whole, I, I'm just, I'm a little nervous, I'm yeah. nervous, because I, I know there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot you have to really create about your character and stuff, and you really have to get into it, and I'm not going to have a problem with that, but it's, as long as everybody else does, Oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, and you're going to be playing with, uh, with. I mean, have you been in uh, been in touch with some of your former uh, cast members? Like, is this going to be a bit of a reunion? Not about this. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Not about D and D. You guys didn't get into. 
<laughs> group chats with uh, uh, everybody. Yeah, I, I'm just, I don't want to give away my tactics. Um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Was that like a... It's, it's, it's been fairly quiet on the Eastern Front. Everybody's kind of been hibernating. Yeah. Mm. Um, uh, which has been fun. <laughs> yeah. It's been interesting. Yeah, my hair is longer and my beard is bigger. I think it looks good. Mm. I like it. Ugh. It works for you. Well, believe me, the minute I ever anything opens, there will be bladed instruments attacking my <laughs> my hairs. <laughs> I, I can't do it myself. I, I look like um, deranged <laughs> if I do it myself. Nobody should attempt that themselves. It's just. It's did you do your friends? Did you do your bangs? No, I like the the, the pro <laughs> man. <laughs> no way. My hairstylist. She made a house a house call. And it was yeah, it looks great. Th- I mean, thanks. If you could have seen me three days ago, you would be like, yeah, A plus, A plus. Um, so, was part of the the draw for you to to join us for D and D live, knowing that you were going to get to to be with former castmates again, or did you say yes without knowing who you were going to be playing with? How did I didn't know I I didn't know I was playing with castmates oh. at first. Oh, um, I actually took the bait because. Um, one of my best friends um, is big into it and is constantly talking about it. And I really have got interested in it. And this all came along at a very strange time. Like he just got his own set of dice, Stormforge dice. Oh, yeah. Um, he got his, his own set of dice, you know, D20s and whatever you call them. I don't know what you call them. No, you're D right. something. <laughs> is yeah. that right? Yeah. No, the big okay. one is the D20 that's got 20 sided die. Okay. Oh, well, you have one just a hand there. I'm oh, yeah. We always have our dice handy. <laughs> We're ready to roll at a, at a moment's notice. I have a remote. You never know when someone's <laughs> going to say, roll initiative. I like to be ready. <laughs> I don't have a dice. Not yet. Oh, that's cool. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad your friend uh, you know, inspired you to, to, to join up yeah. and, and roll some dice with us. Yeah, because you told me, you know, it's, it's that whole thing where. Dungeons and Dragons people talk about the, the adventures they had as if they were real. Yes. And I love that. You know, I think that's really cool. Yeah, it can um, create almost like stronger memories and bonds between people than, than you're right, like than, than real experiences, quote unquote real experiences. And, and you know, I, I've been to many a convention and, and talked to fans who have been playing Dungeons and Dragons since the 70s and they will go mm-hmm. through and be like remember when we killed that dragon and doing that or like when you, you were you know, going across this bridge and it is it feels like people reminiscing about war stories or something like that it's it's so fascinating that this was only something that happened in their collective imaginations together but they tell these stories as if they were these visceral experiences they all went through yeah that guy told you but he's sort of gave me the interest he and i met in warcraft and um I would say a good part of our friendship over the last eleven years, we would it would be in game, and some of the stuff we've done together, and the people we've annoyed in PvP. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it really, yeah, a lot of it has happened virtually, and I think it's, it's, it's a very modern way to start a friendship. Oh, absolutely! So, I'm excited. Yeah, and this will be. I mean, a lot of people are experiencing. Uh, you know the isolation, the you know the growing of beards and, and hairs and all this as we're doing this, but you know the social connections do need to still occur in order for us to to, to feel human. And so being able to do this through a webcam uh, and and interact with people in this way, you know, Shelly and I've been doing this for for a while with uh, talking on on podcasts, but you know that's also a big part of of what's happening right now is is people joining up and playing Dungeons and Dragons, you know, in 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 the current situation. Mm-hmm. Feeling human by being an elf. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. And do you know, what I think Dungeons and Dragons really needs a good movie. Working on it. Can we attach I'm, you I'm, to that movie right now? <laughs> show me a checkbook. Uh, you know, actually, you know, I, I would just, I would One just love that. that one dollar, okay. I can okay. actually show you my checkbook. <laughs> it doesn't have desk. anything to back it up. But, uh, <laughs> it looks, it's it not, looks bouncy. It's not going to get fun. It looks bouncy. <laughs> it's not even going to get some crap services, but yeah. No, I, I, I've watched all of them. I mean, I've watched a lot of them. In fact, I watched one recently, and I, I'm I'm a fan of the the, the sort of straight to DVD because um, I've been in a few of them <laughs> um, movies. You know, um, I can't fl- I can't flag them off altogether, but 
I think a really high budget and really set the world up like like Lord of the Rings did, you know, put a budget into it. Yeah. Um, I think would really be good. Well, I mean, you could almost I'm so surprised it has was, was not supposed to be a Magic the Gathering movie. Um, there's a there's an uh, animated series uh, coming from from Netflix uh, uh, that has the um, uh, Russo brothers uh, attached to it for Magic the Gathering, which is super exciting. Um, well, I know also Brian Cogman, who was one of the writers of Game of Thrones. I think he was involved in it as well. Oh, cool! That's awesome. Yeah, and I was just going to yeah. say the uh, you know you might even argue that Game of Thrones on its you know many seasons has done more for. Uh, getting people primed for for this type of storytelling, right? In, in a way, it was it wasn't a you know strict D and D movie, but uh, no, it, or, or a show, but it actually you know the creators uh, you know the uh, have said that they were players and have been you know been doing uh, lots of games with our our common friend Joe Manganiello in in, in, uh, oh, in nice. Hollywood, you know. So a lot of the DNA is there uh, for for yeah. a, a weekly series, I think. Yeah, I would love that. Please, someone do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, what do you think? What do you think uh, about the difference of- between doing a movie versus a, a TV show for for Dungeons and Dragons? Well, I mean, everyone is saying the sort of the, the catchphrase of the minute is the "Golden Age of TV." Yeah, um, and a TV show can really explore characters and um, go into more depth. But unless you're going to put a massive budget into it, I think because there would be a lot of special effects, and lot, I mean, I would like to see it done on a massive scale. Um, so I think I would like a movie. Um, maybe a movie. Maybe do it like the Marvel Universe, um, mm. and then spin off into high-quality TV shows. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. They actually use the proper actors from the movies and stuff. I think that's really cool. Um, but yeah, I think a TV show definitely allows you to explore things that an hour and a half just can't. And I know that's why Game of Thrones was never destined to be a movie. Not as too. The books were too complicated. Yeah. A lot of yeah. detail. Mm-hmm. And even we had to leave out a lot of detail as well. And um, even then, it was too, almost too long in some stages. So, so have you yeah. have you started working on your character for D and D Live? I'm not sure how the character creation part for this is working. And you don't have to spoil anything, but oh, no, it's fine. No, it asked me that I want to be a magic user or I wanted to be like. And sort of, and I, I automatically started started telling a story about the background. You see, I'm a bit of a drama queen, and um, <laughs> I like. So I was like, it has to be a magic user. I mean, I like to play against my type in real life because mm. people are like, oh, he's a big guy, he's got to play like a tank, and I would like to play like probably a little five foot tall female elf sorceress. <laughs> yes, you know, that's my that's what like, I like not? to play. I mean, that's what fantasy is for. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and also different kinds of fantasy, but we're not going to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's catfishing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> playing against type is super fun. I enjoy it too because you know you never know what uh, what you're going to ex- you know kind of experience about yourself. Uh, you know, like. You, I have to tell you a funny story. Actually, I know. I asked, sorry to keep going back to Warcraft, but I remember all my 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 history in Warcraft. So I remember my first time I spoke. Uh, I was in this guild for like three years. And my character was like a blood elf rogue um, female, mm-hmm. and she was called Faye Dunaway because she had like ginger hair. <laughs> and, and, um, I remember, <laughs> we were doing Karazhan at the time. For anybody who remembers Warcraft, hi Karazhan, yeah. hi Warcraft people, and. Um, I joined the raid, and they're like, oh, here comes Faye. Hi, Faye. And I was like, hello. And they respect me to be a girl. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they all kind of freaked out. That's pretty yeah. funny. I, 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 I could have done it in a deeper voice. Hi there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so is that what we can expect? Do you Are you thinking yes, like um, elf sorceress? Yeah, and, she's, and she, um, she, she developed her powers when she was... Um, she was like an almost like an sort of mutant sort of way. Um, like she wasn't born with powers, or she was born with powers, but she didn't really didn't come out until like a a traumatic event happened, um, and that's how she she didn't study. They're all it's all sort of um, naturally harnessed, and she's a bit of a wild card because of that because she doesn't really know how to keep them in check. Yeah, she's learning. 
That's so, that's sorcerers. Yeah. yeah. Are you, so there's there's a wild magic sorceress uh, that every oh, really? time you cast every time you cast something, there's a chance that a something you did not intend will happen on top of it. Uh, so you get to roll a die, and a random effect can happen on top of your spell. Uh, and so that sounds kind of right up what you're talking about there. And you can select that right at the start. Yeah, you can you can choose a wild magic sorcerer, and so uh, okay, yeah. That sounds perfect. Actually, that, I didn't know that. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> I and, like that. And, and the mutant thing is perfect, also because there's this, uh, you know, there's this idea that that it's uh, uh, that sorcerers have power because of uh, draconic blood, or like you know, the, the, they, mm. they're, they're descended from something that, that was magical in the past, and so having it uh, manifest later on in life uh, is is, I mean, that's genius. That's perfect. Okay, that's good. Must be a good start. I like that. Yep. That sounds good. I like the idea like? of magic being unpredictable anyway. Because it feels like it would uh, be. Yeah. It's just Yeah. I think so too. Um I, I think I'll, I'll, I'll be a male sorcerer because if I'm gonna get into the RP element, I'm not gonna do a high voice. So um <laughs> not for two hours. Uh, not for two hours. I'll get all crooky. So um I'm gonna keep it a male sorcerer, I think. Um and what's he look like? I think he would um Sort of punky, sort of like um, Billy Idol, sort of look. Um, sort of oh, blonde, nice. spiky hairs, sort of some tattoos and piercings, probably. Ooh, I like that. Um, yeah, it's definitely um, not. He's not a sort of rich boy. He's kind of. He's definitely come up to the slums. I Tell like, my own story here. I, I'm. I'm. <laughs> I really like. How much thought you're putting into this character and this backstory? Oh, I mean, I why, why not go whole, whole hog? Right? I mean, what's the point in going half into it? I mean, I, I, I intend to enjoy next Saturday, and you know, and I also intend to play it again afterwards. So I'm, I'm definitely going to try and learn as much as possible. Good. We have any recommendations? And anything? I mean, you guys are pros. Come on, how am I going to beat their asses? You gotta think about spells. It's not, it's not all about it's not all about winning, but I mean, it's all it's creating a a wonderful story, obviously. But I still want to win. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> well, that's, that's up to your dice, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a lot of choice that you have in the, in the amount of spells that you're going to be able to do. So the sorcerers have uh, uh, a little bit less of a choice. They'll only have like you know four or five choices of things to do. So kind of like the, a WoW character in that you'll have a limited amount of abilities that you can use, but you can use those really mm-hmm. well and often. So that's where it comes down to is figuring out, like, do you want a fireball? Do you want something that's a little bit more, uh, you know, fly, like the fly spell, so you'll be able to fly around the battlefield a little bit more or, or things like that. Uh, so a uh, lot to look into there, but I know your dungeon master, Kate Welch, is going to do uh, a lot of work with you and, and, and uh, helping you figure out what's going to be the best so that, when you guys are playing all together, it's uh, you know you're a well-oiled machine, and you have um, uh, uh, you know tactics that work well to to defeat whatever she's going to throw at you. I've known Kate for that was another thing I was very happy to hear. I've known Kate for pretty much as long as I've been involved as Hodor. I've known her for years, and um, I just love her to death. She's like one of my favorite human beings on the planet. Us too. So yeah, she's awesome. Um, so I'm really looking forward to. Playing with her and, and seeing likewise. how it goes. Yes. Uh, She's such a good DM. She was at my first ever convention, you know, um, everything. She just she pops up at important times in my life and oh, disappears yeah. again. But <laughs> she's, uh, she's, she's really cool. This must be an important time of your life then, coming up on Saturday. Well, it would need, need to be something. There certainly hasn't been much over the last <laughs> two, two months. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, at the, at the minute, an important time in my life is McDonald's reopening. <laughs> <laughs> you, wait, you don't have McDonald's right now? Uh, it's just reopened we at least, uh, like, three days ago. We haven't been without McDonald's, thankfully, because my son wouldn't eat if that was... Or do I mean, I'm not... It's been wild here, at, and the queues for McDonald's since it opened have been literally... There was one two miles long. Wow. Two miles. Did, oh you, my did you wait in line? I did not. I went to Burger King with a sad face. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh with a Such sad a face. poor substitution. Um, I love that we're throwing shade on, on fast food chains right now. 
Although I love Burger King. Oh my god. They're so good. They're onion rings. <laughs> I'm I'm into the onion rings at Burger King. Anyone who has the, the gall to call their desserts a Diddy Donut um, is okay in my books. Is that Burger King? I wonder, it's, a real, it's, it's a real thing, yes. Oh. Yeah. I wonder if that's Diddy regional. Donuts. I wonder if that's just in the UK. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. yeah, I don't know that one. Now I forgot what I was going to ask. Then. Oh, yeah. um, speaking of conventions. Moving on from fast food. Yes. <laughs> um, my husband said, oh, I... I've met him before at the Dubai Comic Con a couple oh, years ago. Okay. And he was at your panel and he said, mm-hmm. and I even remember I asked a question and it was, how has Belfast changed since you grew up there till now when, um, well, well, till then when you were filming there in Belfast? Mm-hmm. So I guess that's a good question. That was a. <laughs> It was a good question. I, I, was, I was glad to have such a, a deep question. Uh, you know, people think we, we want to avoid that type of question in, in a convention, but believe me, it, 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 makes, it makes a nice change um, to have something to actually get your teeth into. Um, Belfast, I mean, how can I put this? When I grew up, um, I, I, don't want to be too, I don't want to be too dramatic because Belfast people are very resilient mm-hmm. and no matter what was happening here, um, we always got on with it. We always got on. We didn't shelter in place and we didn't all this kind of nonsense. We just got on with our everyday life. We went to school. We went out to clubs and pubs where there was bombs going off left, right and center mm. um, and people getting shot. And it was horrible. Um, and I remember I went to catering college and at least once a week, the building would be rocked by a bomb blast. Oh, my God. Yeah, and um, I've definitely been knocked off my feet by a bomb. Wow. Um, that was fun. Um, because you get knocked off your feet before you hear the noise because the force wave hits you first. Wow. And you're like, oh, and what was that? And then in the next, like, literally half a second later, a massive explosion. Um, so that's fun. <laughs> um, but nowadays, it is probably one of the safest cities in Europe. Um there's very little petty crime here. Um, so you're probably not going to get your handbag stolen. You're probably not going to get like pickpocketed as much as you would in another European city. Mm. Um, and the people here are amazing. I'll always call Belfast home because they're... I mean, it's, it's strange to say this, but their sense of humor is vicious. It's absolutely vicious, and if you take it the wrong way, it can be quite cruel. <laughs> but it's just the way we learn to cope with things. Yeah. Um, to be massively self-deprecating, and because we're so self-deprecating, we expect other people to go along with it. <laughs> so, if I can say horrible things about myself, I can therefore say horrible things about you. Um, <laughs> not every not everybody gets that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Especially in in America. Um, <laughs> And, but there are some people who get it, the massive doses of sarcasm. Um, there are definitely some um, Americans who get it. <laughs> we try, yeah. <laughs> sarcasm. I... English people don't get it either. Um, and some, some of them do, some of them don't. Not to, not to do a sweeping racist generalization of a whole nation. Yeah, yeah. I knew in in I, terms uh... of sense of humor. Right. <laughs> Uh, I knew a, uh, a musician uh, from Dublin, and he was very similar uh, in in the you know, hey, I'm I'm just I'm self-deprecating and deprecating at everybody at the same time uh, type yeah. of type of sense of humor, and you know, it's a, a bit of adjustment. Once once you go in with that, it is uh, a lot easier to to kind of understand and uh, yeah, you know. and that's you know, it's, it's so interesting to hear about Belfast. I mean, my only connection to that is U two music, so. Yeah. Uh, that's Dublin. That's Dublin, yeah. babes. No, I know, but at least the the Sunday Bloody Sunday yeah. kind of uh, you know <laughs> idea of, of of violence and how it cannot uh, uh, you know. I mean, I would, I couldn't recommend it higher higher for a visit, and especially if you like Game of Thrones and, and natural beauty and castles and stuff like that. I mean, we there's a, obviously they've capitalized on Game of Thrones now. It actually took them a while because we're bad at that type of thing, um, <laughs> and. and so we're kind of shy to show off our natural assets. And 
for some reason. Well, you've been self-deprecating for so long. It's kind of exactly. hard now to it's like, you know, it's, turn that So on. We, have, we have a lot of the Game of Thrones locations and a lot of the extras now and stuff that they give tours. And, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And there's so many people come for those tours. It's been, it's been a really big tourist attraction. That is cool. You yeah. must get recognized so all the time. Like you can't really hide who you are. <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, I've always stood out, so I've had a lifetime's training. I've never been able to walk down the street without someone saying something, or you know, some making some smarmy comment, or uh, just it's just a different form now, <laughs> and I earn money from it. Yeah. So um, it's like it's, it's the same, but people are cool. People are a nine out of ten, maybe more than that, maybe 90, 90, 10, 95 out of hundred are cool. You get the odd, yeah, a person, right? Yeah, PG fifteen. Is it, um, is it, is it the, uh, the type of thing of like, can you just say Hodor for me, please? I don't mind, man. You know, it's, I get it. I mean, it's, it's the first time meeting me. You know, or it's, it's, it's obviously I've done it eight thousand times, but um, I get it. Yeah. And I don't want to be an asshole about it. I've, I've seen enough people in in conventions being assholes about their their, their former characters, and right. I will try never to be that person. Well, soon people yeah. will be quoting whatever happens during your uh, Dungeons and Dragons game back to you and uh, your your sorcerer character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, whatever. That's what you'll be known for. <laughs> well, Hodor was such a beloved character like what what is that like to yeah. like play somebody who's so ingrained now in you know but this culture and just so loved I, I mean i never expected it i never i never expected it. david and don told me um before i took the part it was just like just know that people will know you as this for a very long time and um you're going to be one of the main roles and people are really going to identify with him, and they're going to love your character. And I sort of just read the script at this stage, and I just read a bunch of Hodor's. <laughs> and I was like, why? <laughs> why? It's kind of annoying. you know. And then I got into the character myself, and I just fell in love with Planner. You know, he just was a whole different mindset for me. But he's so very different to me in some ways, and some ways not very different at all. Um, you know, it was uh, it's just a breath of fresh air, especially in the, the whole atmosphere. And it was a heavy atmosphere during Game of Thrones, and to get a little bit of sort of not comedic, but a little bit of innocence, a little bit of light, it, it was a nice change. Mm-hmm. I think it was, it was. I appreciated that. Yeah, I um, think about that. There's not necessarily a lot of co- comic relief in that show, but if there no. was, you would be your your character would be kind of top of the list for the most. But people ask me that all the time. They're like, "Are you going to be mad when someone, um, like in ten years' time, says like, oh my god, Hodor,' and you're, you're trying to do other things?' And uh, I mean, there's sometimes when I'm, I'm I'm a human being, you know. I mean, I'm and I always try to be as real as possible. So I'm gonna say there's sometimes I'll try to put something out on Instagram, maybe about a charity or something, or a piece of music I've worked on, and I'll maybe get so many hits. You know what I mean? And if I just said the word Hodor, I'll get like forty thousand. <laughs> you know what I mean? You should just and start all your posts off with Hodor. Here's yeah, my new I music, think, like, Hodor charity event coming up. Yeah, I'm going to live stream sawing my own leg off later, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. And people are like, yeah, 10 likes. Um, <laughs> but then but then people say to me, are you going to get fed up with that? On the flip side, I mean, I've just played an iconic character and like probably like the show of our generation. And like, how could I be mad at that? Yeah. How could I possibly be mad at that? I, I, yeah. I, I'm so proud of it. <clears throat> I'm so proud of it. So how much Even did the last you? Season. Uh, yes. Um, I have still. I mean, I, I I didn't. I know it's so uh, controversial um, and so divisive, but I still enjoyed it as as a piece of work. And um, I just don't think there's any way to finish that show without no. uh, a band of angry people. Uh, no matter what we did, what exactly. they did. Sorry, it wasn't wasn't me. Uh, what they did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think people, people would have been mad. I think this is make that very clear. 
yeah, it was me. <laughs> I left two seasons ago. <laughs> Did you know how? I mean, other than what you said, um, David and Dan told you about the. The, the character, like, how much did you know about, like, what was going to happen? Or when did you find no. out? Absolutely nothing. Um, I found out as I as as the show progressed, and that's how I wanted it. Yeah. Um, it's, it was a it was a character so pure as Hodor. You don't want to know too much about what's coming because it could really affect how you, your body language, your facial expressions. Yeah. You know, what I mean, it's just your 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 whole character could affect it. So I just. I wanted to know as I needed to know. Yeah. Did you know your backstory? Or just no. like nothing? Like, okay. I have my own backstory. I just made it up myself. That's the one thing I did ask George, but I think he knew that my backstory was important to what was going to happen. So that's why he didn't tell me. Okay. And also, also the fact that I've got a really big mouth. And um, I probably <laughs> Good to know. Okay. Yeah. I probably would have told everybody <laughs> not, uh, by accident. Um <laughs> <laughs> True though, um, yeah. Does that make well, you it? Mentioned that, oh, sorry, Greg. No, keep going, Shelley. Sorry, bad. I'm just curious. Like, does that make it harder for you as an actor to prepare for a role, not knowing so much, like knowing stuff's going to happen, but not knowing what that stuff is? It depends. As I said, it depends on the character. There are some characters that's beneficial to know what's going to happen. Um, but I know quite a lot of the actors didn't read the books on Game of Thrones for that very reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know Michelle didn't know much about the Red Wedding like before oh, before that season, <laughs> and, and she did. She didn't want to know. You know, she knew something was going to happen, and um, but I mean, think about that. You know, that's going to happen to your character. You know, yeah, it's going to happen to your son. It might affect how you play the last scene you're with your son. Yep. You know, you might you might overdo it emotionally. Yeah, you're right. People, you know what I mean? It's it's a weird sort of it's a weird little setup. Um, but yeah, a lot of people held back on the old information. But there are some characters, like um, like there are some characters that you, you need to know more about them before you get interested in them. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But the characters in Game of Thrones are so well rounded, and yeah, you don't need to know too much. Not to bring it back to D anD D, but that does feel like you know how a lot of people approach making characters. Like you yeah. create mm-hmm. a little bit of a backstory, just enough to kind of get the uh you know this the story moving but it's so much more interesting when you find out a lot of that backstory through through play and through storytelling so that it all becomes part of the the group is is shaping it not just one person you know furiously writing a backstory that they're going to eke out slowly over time but that it becomes something that happens uh together and that's why those memories that are formed are so strong yeah yeah it makes sense yeah um you mentioned your music stuff and i i i would be remiss in not saying that uh, at least one executive at Wizards of the Coast was excited <laughs> was, about you joining. I was just thinking uh, that. Not because of your uh, acting career, but oh, because wow, of your, okay. your, your DJ career. Yes. Like, oh, you know, being very yeah, excited about definitely, it. Yeah, definitely two camps. You know? Sometimes a crossover, <laughs> but uh, I definitely have two camps to people. That's awesome. That's, that's really good to hear, actually. Thank you for telling me that. <laughs> yeah. How, uh, how, how long have you been doing uh, DJing? Has that been something that you've been doing forever? or 20 years. Um, wow. 20 coming 21 years now um, yeah uh, that was my job and my day job well night job um, before <laughs> before Game of Thrones started and you know, I had this really weird thing that happened where you know uh, when I was first cast in Game of Thrones people did some like diligence on me and oh he's a DJ um, oh my god he's going to be he's not an actor it's going to be terrible um, and this is all over Twitter and stuff and then about a year later it came out that I was a DJ and still DJ, and people were like, "Oh my God, he's an actor. He's going to be one of those horrible celebrity DJs." Oh my and God! So, <laughs> it was like you can't get a break. Oh, that was so funny. I still, I still get that. Like after all this time, sometimes, sometimes, uh, so I just felt that you can't win. You yeah. know, it's, 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 uh, I, I have enough time to do both guys. It's okay. Don't worry about me. Um, it's not like a brain surgeon and an astronaut. It's, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I didn't have to go to college for 29 years to be a, a DJ. Um, but it doesn't happen so much these days. I've, I mean, I've been really lucky to, I've worked with a lot of the biggest and biggest and best in the industry now, and like I have their support. And um, But it, I still get the odd tweet. It's like, oh my God, I didn't know he was a DJ. That's going to be terrible. Like, oh. oh my God. <sighs> 
Oh, those joys of the internet. <laughs> it's always positive out there, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, it's all about your own self. Your own, As long as you have your core straight and your, your own self-worth straight, um, there's not really much people can do to upset you. That's not me at all. I'm, I'm totally a rager. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I'm trying to get all zen here. I know. I was going to say, like, like that's oh, that's so, a good mantra. What a great, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. great advice. But. I know. After, I would get off, the, get off the camera here and headbutt the, the laptop and throw it across the room. <laughs> <laughs> I've been DJing for 20 years. <laughs> so was Game of Thrones your first role? Um, on screen, yes. Um, I've done some stage work. Uh, I did musicals as well. But I used to do a bit of singing as well. Um, but yeah, it was my first on camera uh, dramatic role. That's awesome. What kind of musicals? What uh, anything you would recognize <laughs> or, or newer stuff? Um, I did. Uh, I mean, not like a full musical. I was more like um, I would have done cabaret and, and songs oh. from musicals and stuff. But I would have been like I did a lot of Andrew Lloyd Webber stuff, like and Phantom of the Opera and some stuff from Evita. Um, nice. Yeah. I'm a big, I, I like the Jesus Christ Superstar. That's my. Oh, that's my, great, man! My favorite yeah. Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm so out of practice now. I was sitting on the way to McDonald's, funny enough, with my mother earlier, <laughs> and I was just singing along to something, and she just turned around to me and said, "You used to be able to sing." <laughs> oh, mom! Oh, oh, oh. Thank you. Thank was you that the, so much. Oh. Was that the Belfast yeah. nature coming out? <laughs> uh, no, my mom's very true. Unfortunately, my mom's very truthful, so. Um, yeah, yeah, very nice. It'll come back. On Friday afternoon to have your dreams shattered. <laughs> <laughs> I, was well, I still think you, you could pull off a Caiaphas, you know, the, uh, oh, gentlemen. You could do that low baritone, right? That's a stereotype. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I can do a Caiaphas. Yeah, just your voice is very deep, right? I'm, not, not. I'm, a, I'm, I'm actually not. I, I don't do a bass. I would say, oh, like, really? Yeah, like country tenor. Or, um, I can go quite high as well. Or oh. also, yeah, so yeah. my bad. I'm not saying, I'm not saying there's not a power on earth or in any sort of fantasy realm that can make me sing. <laughs> there is not you're not going to sing right now? No, I'm not going to be a bard. I was just going to say, maybe your next character should be a bard. Well, I could definitely kill people with my voice, according to my mother. So. <laughs> vicious singing instead of vicious. Mockery. I know we were we were just talking in our last interview. The uh, there is a bard spell called vicious mockery, which oh. essentially throws shade so badly at the monsters that they feel bad and take psychic damage. No. Yeah. So that actually I feel makes like me feel bad. I know. <laughs> I, I feel like, like you're, you know you're talking about Belfast and all that. Like I feel like that's like yes. you know, right in line with uh, with everything there. Vicious mockery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that really works, actually. <laughs> um, it's pretty fun. I'd, I'd like to see it enacted in real life, actually. That's a spell <laughs> that needs to make it into the movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm going to go leave now. I'm a skeleton. <laughs> I know, I just I'm just picture, so like, mad monsters myself. being like, oh. I got my robe is still last season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's... I was trying to think I, of some good, like, your mom jokes to, like, these monsters, uh, but I actually did that once when I played a bar that had that spell. I had a list of uh, uh, like Don Rickles uh, insults oh. and things that I was like, I would just use them as a, whenever I was uh, casting the spells nice. in in game and role playing, and it was it, it worked out really well. Because <laughs> you can't always come up with those on the on, no. on the own. Uh, yeah, it's very hard to to uh, be able to rid people as well as as you can. Uh, you know, the experts can do that, but you know. Do either of you two DM as well, or you just just play as characters? Greg does. I don't. I want to, but I haven't. I'm too scared. I I still have some of the, uh, you know, leftover artifacts of dungeon mastering now in the in the world of of webcams, and I have miniatures back here with webcams to be able to be able to show it to my players and let them play. Because I believe there's a lot of people who use props and like smoke machines and. Like all sorts of atmospheric tools during their dungeon mastering. Yeah. Must be yeah. hard to do over webcam. But um it's I love that. I think that's incredible. Yeah. It really does it adds with the immersion for sure. I mean there's all you know, you, there's different schools of thought. You can definitely do it all in your imagination and that's it. But if you have a physical thing that uh can unite everyone's kinda uh imagination on the same 
plane, it, it can be really, really helpful. And so, yeah, I've been using this webcam to like, you can, it's like a, a tripod yeah. that's mm-hmm. looking at the miniatures so that they can see it uh, as well as my face and describing what's happening and, and uh, make it all happen. So, oh, yeah. yeah. And I haven't gotten into smoke machines yet, but now I want to. <laughs> Why not? Just get some dry ice. Yeah. I love that. That'd be so atmospheric. We brought a lot of that to uh, D and D lives in the past. You know, when we've had uh, mm. them in physical events, kind of, you know, kind of like the conventions that you were you're talking about going to, and and uh, showing off all that fun stuff does bring people into it. And so, uh, for this online event that we're trying to do here, we we want to uh, do as much as we can uh, to uh, make it happen. But for now, we're going to do uh, imagination only. But you can sure show off art of what your your sorcerer might look like, or something like that. If you do, you draw or do any kind. I of do. Art? I do. Yeah. It's actually one of the things I've discovered during this downtime. Um, I used to draw a lot when I was a kid. And um, I just for fun, picked up a pen. And I'm actually, it feels like it's progressed as if I've been practicing this whole time. Um, it's kind of grown with my, with my age. I'm able to do quite, quite good stuff. And I've, I've put some stuff on the wall in the house. Uh, I've framed some of it and... Wow. Um, Is that it behind really sh- you? Oh, no. Oh. No. That's from South, that's from South Africa. Okay. Um, uh, no, it's not. But it's, that's cool, uh, though. I mean, I think, I think Kate would love that. I mean, Kate Welch bringing the visuals of, of something that you've drawn for your character, I think that would be okay. super awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea, actually. I will, I will try and conjure it up in my imagination. And then your mom yeah. can say, you used to be able to draw. <laughs> so maybe don't show her. <laughs> no, she's, she's behind. She's behind the drawing because it gets artwork under the walls. So we've got quite a lot of empty spaces on the walls to fill. So uh, this is a practical, practical use for it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I painted a horrible picture of my mother and I. <laughs> yeah, Not at she all. Sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> it was a good callback, Shelly. That's a, thank you. Know. you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Nailed it. Well, we are so excited, uh, Christian, for you to join uh, for this uh, D&D Live. Uh, Your game is going to be on Saturday, June 20th at 12 p.m. Pacific time. You can watch it on uh, twitch.tv slash D&D as well as on our YouTube channel. Uh, We'll be streaming live from there. And, uh, you know, I hope we gave you all the good advice that you might need uh, for your character to, to craft it. I well, I'm, all the, I'm all the more excited, so thank you very much, guys. Oh, good. This would be yeah. uh, not, Kate would be very angry if we made you less excited about this. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> so, thank God. Uh, well, yeah. again, thank you for joining us, and I can't wait to, to uh, see you reunite with some uh, Game of Thrones cast members, and uh, it's going to be super fun. So thanks again, and it's all for a good cause, for Red Nose Day, and so mm-hmm. that also just uh, warms uh, the cockles of my heart, and we'll hopefully uh, get everybody uh, in the D&D community just as excited about it as, uh, as, as we are. So thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Well, what a fantastic interview. My God. What a Shelly, you did a wonderful, really good job. wonderful person. I was so nervous. You were very nervous. It's true. Very, I can't a little wait. Starstruck. I know. And now I want to see what it's going to be like. Uh, you know, having this little mini reunion uh, with some of the members of uh, what was a very, <sighs> you know, influential show uh, come together and uh, tell another story together. Uh, I know. Uh, in I, the Dungeons I, and Dragons universe. I, I want to to be able to flash forward and just ask like what was it like how did you what was tell me everything i want to see it i want to watch it i want to hear their reactions to it because i think it's going to be great and i just can't wait i don't want to wait i I want to be in the future and like you i hope it inspires more people who haven't played dungeons and dragons before but i've been um familiar with uh some of uh the fantasy storytelling that's out there uh in our mainstream culture uh to hopefully be inspired to Pick up maybe a D&D Essentials kit or a starter set and roll some dice together uh, for the first time, just like many of those performers are doing during D&D Live 2020. That's what yes. it's all about, uh, as well as uh, drawing attention to a good cause in Red Nose Day to uh, help those who are affected, uh, children especially, through all of the adversity that's happening in our world right now uh, through um, 
protest against systemic racism to uh, uh, you know the global pandemic that's occurring, uh, all those programs that uh, Red Nose Day contributes money to um, will be uh, supported through your support of uh, uh, D&D Live 2020 as well as Red Nose Day throughout this whole thing. So a lot of fun things that you can do. You can purchase a t-shirt right now uh, with a uh, iconic can I say that yet? Uh, design of a snowy owlbear uh, that was designed I'd say it's by. Iconic. Right, it is pretty iconic so far. Yeah. Um, uh, Emmy Tanji uh, on the D and D team designed it, and we are. It's not just T-shirts. You can get all kinds of different apparel uh, through that promotion. Uh, all the proceeds of which will go towards Red Nose Day. There's an adventure you can download from Dungeon Masters Guild right now uh, called Return to the Glory. Uh, you can get download that as we speak. Uh, and your purchase will support Red Nose Day. And, uh, and right now you can also sign up for D&D Adventurers League Play that you can play at home using your webcam uh, without, with whatever platform you wish um, to, uh, uh, once you make a small donation to Red Nose Day as well. Uh, and that will give you access to a map layer uh, in addition to all that, which gives you information for Reality RP. There's so many tendrils and things all connecting oh together. Oh, but again, it's all about the Dungeons and Dragons community coming together to celebrate what we've been uh, we're doing these last few years, as well as um, uh, you know d- defying tyranny and evil as much as we can in our fantasy storytelling and doing that in real life through our support of Red Nose Day uh, through all those programs. So jump in, you got it going on. Starts at June eighteenth, ten a.m. Pacific time. Uh, everywhere, you guys are the best. You are. All right. And we love you. That's our special episode of Dragon Talk. Uh, we won't uh, do anything else other than to say uh, you should all tune in uh, on June 18th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. And we, uh, me and Shelly, will be back recording new episodes of Dragon Talk in July, which is going to be what? very exciting. July 3rd. Know, right? Yes. Stay that tuned. feels really far away, but it's going to go real fast, and then we uh, uh, we'll be we'll be there with you on spreading the good word about uh, what we announced at D and D Live, as well as um, other fun stuff that's in the pipeline, which I can't talk about yet, but we will soon. Come on, Tito! I know, I know. We need drunk Tito. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, tolerance is too high. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it'll be high after uh, uh, my tolerance will be high after D and D live, but we'll we'll have to oh, see. Oh, I'm sure. Well, come and be a part of the fun. Support a good cause. Uh, we can't we can't say that enough. Uh, so thank you for everyone who has been paying attention to us. It's been a, a long time, uh, a lot of shifting plans, uh, but we're excited to present uh, it in it all of its glory uh, for you. And uh, we hope you come and join in. We do. Good Thanks night. a lot. Follow Mwah. us on Love Twitter. You. I'm at Greg Tito. Shelly's at Shelly Moo. DungeonsandDragons.com. Uh, follow along on Instagram, wizards underscore DND for all the shenanigans happening with Reality RP. And uh, come join us. Please do. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you this weekend. Bye. Bye. Bye.